Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome to FST, the Saturday edition. Mike Blewett and Joe Galena here for three hours this morning. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network live, streaming to you on uh, uh, right here on our on the app, on uh, TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, a variety of terrestrial radio stations across the country. So thank you. We appreciate you uh, joining us and listening to us uh, drone on about whatever the news of the day is. But... Uh, clearly, there's a lot of different ways to go. It's that time of year, Joe Galena. Uh, first of all, let me welcome in my my guest, my my guest, my co-host, <laughs> Joe Galena. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, uh, thanks for uh, you know thanks for being you, Mike. <laughs> thanks, buddy. I appreciate that, and thanks for being you as well. So, uh, there's a lot. This is that time of year. We hit May. Uh, we're coming off the draft, the euphoria of the NFL draft uh, just ended uh, 12 days ago or so. And we'll continue to go through teams. We'll spend a lot of time on the NFL each week on this show. But we're hitting that period in the NFL year, calendar year, where we're starting to kind of slide into mini camps and then towards the end of June, middle of June, these guys get some time off so it's really the one time of the nfl year as much as the nfl has tried to capture each and every month this is the one time couple of weeks after the nfl draft where they start to take a little bit of a back seat and mlb is in full swing obviously we'll talk a lot about that and then the nba playoffs are and nhl playoffs are upon us obviously we don't do a lot of hockey on the show it's not my sweet spot nor is it joe's um, but the NBA playoffs, I'll, I'll tell you a story in the second segment about how I went to the Philly Toronto game and I'll give you a full recap of that, uh, just a couple of days ago, but a four overtime game last night, Blazers nuggets. Uh, I said, Joe, I said to you, thank God I did not try to stay up for that because I was watching <laughs> the beginning of it and decided to bail. Cause I was exhausted from the previous night, having gone to Philadelphia and back. Yeah, yeah, you got to be dedicated to be able to, uh, you know, sit through. Uh, I mean, actually, you know, I shouldn't say sit through, right? Because, uh, you know, overtimes are just exciting, whether it be uh, playoff basketball, but especially also, we like you said, we don't really follow hockey as much as guys like Kurtz and, and uh, Camp Stewart doing the next show. But uh, playoff hockey, you know, just uh, when, when it goes to overtime, is amazing as, as well. Yeah, it's so, like an yeah. edge of your seat situation all the time, for certain. Mm-hmm. So, um so uh, clearly there is a ton going on, but we'll start it off with baseball today because uh, there were some really interesting performances. I was saying to Joe before it, they couldn't have worked out better for me yesterday because I got some unbelievable pitching for my fantasy team. And I guess I, I'll just sort of uh, close my eyes and pick. Why don't we start it off with Kyle Hendricks? Hendricks dominant. He's been He's had a very odd up and down season. Three starts ago, including yesterday's, three starts ago, he caved. Um, he caved eleven, I believe, and then the next start he got lit up. And then yesterday, an eighty-one pitch shutout for Kyle Hendricks, the Cubs' first since Greg Maddox. First, wow. Matt, wait, let me see. <laughs> yeah, H- Hendricks throws Cubs' first Maddox since two thousand nine. So. <laughs> what they call a Maddox is the fewer than 100 pitches in a complete game shutout. So 81 pitches, the first time the Cubs pitcher threw a Maddox 
since since Carlos Zambrano had achieved the feat in 2009. Remember him? So uh, only yeah. John Lieber had fewer pitches, 78 against the Reds in a shutout in recorded Cubs history. So pretty crazy that he even beat out what was a Greg Maddox bar. So mm-hmm. look, he got an extension at the beginning of the year. Maybe starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. That being said, he's been up and down to start. I'm thrilled because he really gave me a nice edge this week in my matchup versus uh, one of the other hosts here. But uh, Kyle Hendricks, sort of give me your thoughts on how you feel about him as a pitcher and if you still expect more ups and downs or we can expect him to be on the right side of this uh, for the rest of the year. He's... uh... Hendricks, not really a sexy name in fantasy because he doesn't really uh, wow you with uh, you know his strikeout rates. I mean, you that's know, right. Yeah. So, but you can't argue against uh, what he's done throughout his career. Uh, you know, he's had uh, you know a 2016 2.13 ERA. But what you expect more from him is you know mid three range of ERA. Actually, his career ERA I'm looking at is 3.1. So. Uh, Cubs starting pitching has been coming on as of late. Uh, based on his pedigree and what he's done in the past, I could see him continuing uh, to pitch well, maybe kind of like as the, the weather warms up. The weather in Chicago is crazy because I remember a couple of years ago we went to Chicago uh, and saw a game in May, and it felt like it was like the middle of February. So, you know, once yeah. the warmer weather comes, I think that he'll be fine. Like I said, he's got a good pedigree. Not going to really give you much in the term, uh, terms of, of strikeouts, uh, but he'll help you uh, – uh, with the ERA and look, the Cubs are a decent team. Get you some wins, fourteen wins last season. So uh, probably from where you picked him up, Mike, in, in the draft uh, so far. Uh, even though he's had his ups and downs, a decent bargain for you, no? Yeah, certainly. And he was at a point in the draft. I I can't say off the top of my head exactly where he went in the draft, but it was at a point where I was just looking for extra starters in my mm-hmm. top two or Chris Sale and. Herman Marquez. So the next guys I picked up to sort of fill in innings were Kyle Hendricks and Tyler Glasnow. We'll get to Glasnow in a minute, but uh, I certainly got a lot of value out of those picks. I understand that I can't have these expectations of Hendricks, A, because he's been very up and down this year, and B, to your point, he isn't a big strikeout guy. So what are the categories he's really going to contribute? Uh, if he can keep the ERA down, and currently it sits at 3.93 even after the shutout. He's 2-4 and four on the season. So if he can bring the ERA down, he can help me there. Uh, quality starts is really what I'm looking for in front of him. Maybe a bunch of wins since the Cubs are playing much better now at 17-12. and 12. Uh, I, I think that would really be my expectation for Hendricks going forward, even if yeah. I'm not getting the strikeouts. Uh, right. For the rest of this game, Rizzo... Anthony Rizzo hits a three-run homer uh, that really paced the Cubs because it was a 4 nothing game. Cardinals obviously did jack offensively, and the only other one that contributed, uh, Contreras with a hit, Javi Baez with a hit and an RBI. Uh, Chris Bryant, one for three, a couple of runs scored, but really the story was all Hendricks. Um, a really quick-paced game. I'm trying to look at the game time to see if I can find it. Two hours and 28 minutes. How about that? There you go. That's like a 1970s game or something, right? Yeah, it Maybe is. A 1950s game, yeah. But uh, I just, went uh, just, to – go ahead. I was, go ahead. I was just going to mention with Rizzo, I think it's his third straight game with a home run, so he's really heating up. And another thing about Kendri- uh, Hendricks that we didn't talk about is just, you know, he gives you, you know, innings. You know, he – 199 innings and uh, last season, 180, 190. So that's another thing he'll give you in a decent whip. And I'm sorry for interrupting you. I just want to throw No, that's all right. But he's, you know, maybe I'm old school, but I like those types of pitchers that can still go out there and give you innings. It isn't, like you said, it isn't sexy for fantasy, Mm -hmm. but it's better than me having a guy that's on the IL two or three times with, or constantly getting knocked out of games Mm-hmm. I know that and I'm going to put Hendricks out there just about every time. Now, if he hits, goes into a tailspin and I, I he's going to hurt me, uh, my ratios or whatever, maybe I bench him here or there. But sure. Hendricks is the type of guy that uh, you put him into your starting lineup at the beginning of the year, and I probably won't move him the whole year. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so here you go. Kyle Hendricks with a, a brilliant performance. I, I, it's funny that you mentioned the Chicago weather because I've been to Wrigley twice in my life. 
once was a late May game, and it was exactly as you said. That was mm-hmm. probably 20 years ago, and yep, it was two years ago. freezing. It was yes. freezing. And the so this is back in the day, 20 years ago. The Cubs have always had good attendance, but they didn't knock out the building every day like they have been the last few years. So it was so cold in the shade that the entirety <laughs> of the the attending population moved into the sunny areas of the stadium. Right, so we probably right. had seats behind the Cubs dugout, mm-hmm. and we ended up having to move into the sunny area down one of the lines, just the way the mm-hmm. sun was breaking in that afternoon game. It's my first time at Wrigley, and it's freezing. Fast forward 10 years later, uh, which was 10 years ago, and I went to a Cubs-Cardinals Friday afternoon game in August, and it was 100 degrees Jeez. and brutal. And we were in the bleachers. And it was a bachelor party. So you can imagine what was going on mm-hmm. at a bachelor party. And it just got to a point where as much as guys were excited to be there and having some beers in the bleachers, it was so hot. They were, they had people spraying us down. You know, they, they have the guys yeah, out yeah, there yeah. with, like, those hoses. Yep. Um Everybody just had to stop drinking beer. We're like, we're gonna pass out. We need to get. We need to start drinking water. Water, exactly. Yeah. And I think we left uh, like right after the take me out to the ball game, or like you know, top of the eighth. We had to get out of there because the sun was just crushing us. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So those are my two experiences at Wrigley, and it perfect. It aptly describes what you got to deal with with the weather there. Yeah, like we were in uh, Wrigley two years ago in May, and kind of the same experience as you. Uh, very cold, and believe it or not, they had, uh, you know, like m- many stadiums do, they had an outside bar that was in the sun, and, uh, you know, uh, me and my wife were into baseball, uh, and we, we sat in our seats the longest of the group that was with us. The rest of them went to the sunny part of the stadium, even though it was in the outdoor bar part, so <laughs> just to show you. And my first yeah. experience uh, in Chicago watching baseball was actually you know they have those those bleachers on the roofs of buildings so yeah. it was one of my buddies uh you know birthdays and they had set up a, a, a you know thing where a bunch of us went together i was upset because i wasn't going to be inside wrigley watching the game but i watched it from uh, a rooftop uh, bleachers you know uh, beyond right field and i gotta say I felt as if I was in the stadium because it was, the, the, it was a huge crowd. You know, it was a Saturday afternoon, sunny game, uh, you know, uh, and it was just you know, your your ticket to watch the game included uh, unlimited uh, food, you know, and, and, nice. and uh, beer and wine. So it was a, it's a, interesting uh, to, to watch it from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shout out to Kyle Hendricks. I didn't I didn't realize he went to Dartmouth. So Ivy League guy out there getting there it done. There you go. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so Kyle Hendricks, a big performance there. So I might as well flip the page over to my next guy, which was uh, Tyler Glasnow. He's the he could be right now that he's the Cy Young uh, leader in the American League, right? Very close. Yeah, the way he's six and one point four seven ERA. Yeah, uh, amazing what he's done. Uh, you know, worked with his delivery a little bit in spring training. Uh, you heard reports that his uh, velocity had a slight uptick in spring training. You know, a, a, a disciple of uh, Ray Searage, the uh, renowned pitching coach for, from the Pirates. And you wonder why he couldn't get this kind of production out of him. But yes, uh, Tyler Glass now definitely in the running. If the season ended today, uh, might just be the Cy Young Award winner in the AL. So 6-0, 1.47. Yesterday, he throws seven strong, so much for the opener, right? Seven innings, three hits, eight strikeouts, no earned runs for Glasnow. Rays win 7 nothing over the hapless Orioles. And he's helping to pace this team. The Rays have the most wins in all of baseball. And it, or, or they're tied with the Dodgers, but right now, uh, they are ahead of pace at a 656 winning percentage. Yankees playing much better, obviously, but the Rays keeping pace. They're both seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, Tampa is not going away, 
and uh, they've got a nice mix of, of uh, you know, pitching and uh, Charlie Morton, you know, veteran came over from the Astros and doing well. Uh, their lineup, you know, Tommy Pham was three for four, two runs batted in yesterday. Yep. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Lowe, the second baseman, uh, two hits. They gave him an extension. They expect a lot out of him uh, going forward. They, they called up uh, Nate Lowe, power hitting uh, first baseman this week, uh, 300 batting average career-wise in the minor leagues. So they've got a nice mix. You know, you think about their pitching. Even Willie Adamas got a couple of hits, uh, second-year shortstop for them. Yeah. Uh, Mike, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> now, it is funny that they do continue to find these guys which who aren't superstars but are able to produce in a big way. They just they find the right guys. Fam and Adamas, Avisel Garcia, two hits yes. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting two seventy. <clears throat> Mike Zanino, he goes a one for four yesterday. Hits a three run homer yesterday. So uh, all these guys that you thought were just pieces of the puzzle, the Rays bring these positive WAR players all on the same team mm-hmm. and produce wins. The mathematical equation continue, equations continue to dominate baseball. They're doing a great job continuously in Tampa. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little about my night on Thursday night. I attended Sixers Raptors. So I'll give you a heads up there. We got three hours to talk baseball, football, and NBA. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Our producer, Sean Engel, just said, May the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Maybe I'll, go, maybe I'll watch one of the movies today. I don't know. I'm behind. There you go. I was a big Star Wars guy growing up. Uh, it was just the right time uh, for to be a kid when all those movies were coming out. Uh, and I had kept pace with all the additional ones. Uh, but I have fallen behind. So I, I didn't see the most recent one, which was The Last Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And I also didn't see Solo or Rogue One. So I, I got a lot to do. Maybe I could watch all that stuff today. And I know some aren't, you know, in line with the uh, original canon of the movies. But, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard there. I heard Rogue One was really the best of the this new wave of movies that has come out, even though I did like Force Awakens a lot. I like them all, uh, except the ones with uh, Jaja Binks. <laughs> that one was pretty bad. Phantom Menace uh, was not good, but Attack of the Clones <laughs> is the worst of all the movies. I think. Yeah, I, I just love the villains. You know, who was the maybe uh, Sean could remind uh, Darth Darth Maul, the red guy yeah, with the, the little Maul. horns. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now the Emperor's coming back for the rise of uh, the Skywalker. I don't know. Is, uh, is Sean our, our guy uh, when it comes to Star Wars? I know he's a, a little bit of a geek. He's, he was our Game of Thrones guy, Mike. Uh, yeah, Sean, yeah. You, you it's, a, that? it's a movie geek. Sean, yeah. Sean, are you are you up on all the Star Wars uh, movies? Yeah, I've seen pretty much just about all of them that are, have been released in theaters. So uh, yeah. I'm all ready to go to see Rise of Skywalker later this year. <laughs> yeah. Now, th- that, when's that coming out? Like Christmas time? Like. Yep, yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. I got goosebumps just listening to the Emperor's laugh. And did you see the uh, the latest trailer, Mike? And, and, I did. Uh, I did. Yeah, Very yeah. exciting. No, I, I'm pumped. I, I'm I'm yeah. excited for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, good stuff. So, uh, again, uh, happy Star Wars Day to everybody out there. Shout out to May all the Fourth our, be with you. Our, yes, yeah, that's right. May, uh, to <laughs> all of our Star Wars nerds, of which I, I I would proclaim to be one, even though I've mm-hmm. missed these last few movies. I can't go to the movies anymore. <laughs> I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Like, what? Where am I doing? I'm hiring a babysitter to to go to the movies. I can't do that. That's a sticking point with me. And, uh, and uh, just a, a second, then we could get to your Raptors thing. But we went to see Endgame. And, and my biggest thing with going to the movies, my wife lo- loves going to the movies. To me, it's a pain in the neck because, you know, people buy their snacks. And, and the, the, yeah. the, the packaging that the snacks comes in is so loud. And then 
15 minutes into the movie, you know, the people next to you opening this stuff, and it just drives me nuts. And we saw uh, the Avengers movie. There was a three elderly women just speaking so loudly you know it's just i don't know whatever get to your raptors why would they go uh, see the event why would they go well you never know i don't know maybe they're uh senior citizen geeks i'll be a geek (laughs) when i'm a senior citizen right i don't know (laughs) an interesting choice uh by that but (laughs) i'm not so much into the comic book movies but uh, i heard lashaw mccoy I pulled a big oh, that no-no bastard. Blew, blew the end, blew the ending <laughs> for some people. It doesn't yeah. matter to me, but I understand why you would be irritated. Yeah. But that's an cut, immediate cut him, unfollow. Bills, cut him. He's yeah, immediate unfollow. <laughs> did it blow it for you? Did you know the ending going yeah. in because of him? I, oh, you I, did. I knew. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I. Why did you I, read it? Well, I did. It, it just. Somebody must have that I follow on Twitter must have liked it, and it was on my screen, and it was just a short blip. And it's you know it's not like I could avoid it. It was just in front of me, you know. And uh, you just happened so. to see it. That's yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about my Thursday night. Uh, I, last minute. So full disclosure, I have many friends that work at the 76ers, and they. I just had it in my head that I needed to go see this game. I asked to see if they had a ticket, and I had a ticket. Great seats. Uh, the whole thing. Hung out with a couple of times, but it was a cannonball run. Went down. From New York, Thursday afternoon, watched the game right back on the Amtrak, got home at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning. So I was a little in rough shape yesterday, but here we are today, and I'm back better than ever. So <laughs> it was an awesome experience. Um, and I've been to a lot of different arenas and a lot of different games, as you have as well, Joe. And mm-hmm. that was a really fun Philadelphia 76ers playoff atmosphere. It was a huge game. I really liked Philly in that game. Plus money. So had a little action on it uh, as well. And Joel Embiid, it is really obvious now. First of all, the team, the city has always loved the 76ers. I'd say they're doing their best to challenge the Eagles for the biggest game in town. Philly's really in good shape right now as a sports town. They obviously won the Super Bowl last year. They just signed Bryce Harper, and they're going to make a push in baseball for the foreseeable future. And the Sixers are as well. Now, this iteration of this Sixers team is likely to be this is the last postseason, the last run for this iteration. You don't think Jimmy Butler's going to come back, but Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, likely there long term, and clearly <clears throat> Joel, Joel Embiid is the star of the show. Yes, he's an agitator, and some people might find him hard to root for if they're a Raptors fan or a Celts fan or a Brooklyn Nets fan, obviously, but not only is he an agitator, but he's a star, a superstar. And as he plays to his potential, he's one of the best players in the whole league. And they love him down there. He went for 31-10 with five, and 10 with five blocks the other night. And he was hitting threes. He was doing a little shimmy. He went three for four from three. He was doing a little shimmy after a couple of those threes. And... They really took care of the Raptors, man. They, they, I mean, Kawhi Leonard did his best <clears throat> to compete uh, with him dropping 33. But Joel Embiid was awesome the other night. It was, it was a fun place to be. Sounds like this uh, Embiid is, uh, you know, maybe lets his emotions get involved in his game. Yes. Because I'm reading the recap. He says, when I have fun, my game just changes. So it, it sounds like he was he's got the so potential. To be yeah. like one of the best players in the league, but just like when everything is right in his head, is, is am I reading this right? <laughs> well, what I'd say is that early in his career, Embiid has been besieged by injuries, back injuries, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. uh, obviously concerning for a big man like that. But, but he sure. is the he is the embodiment of the new wave of the NBA player, a mm. guy that's huge but has the range to shoot it from outside. He's got excellent offensive game and he is a defensive presence as well the the five blocks uh are are in a big playoff game are exhibiting that now on the flip side of things 
Uh, by the way, he had 33 points, matching Kawhi Leonard for the high of the game, not 31. So um, on the flip side of things, Kyle Lowry came up small again. He was 2 of 10 from the floor, only 7 points. And I know I'm recapping a game from a couple of days ago, but I was there. It's the only chance I have to talk about it. So it really was a lot of fun. The Sixers shot the lights out. Um, they, they shot 44% from three, and they did a really nice job, fully outplayed Toronto. So their next game is tomorrow. I won't be there tomorrow, but uh, really just a lot of fun. And anytime you can experience buildings with a playoff atmosphere where it's completely sold out and uh, the entertainment value that they provide in that arena is really good. It's a good building, too. I had never been in that. Actually, that's not, that's not true. I've been in that building for a... Hockey game, actually. I frozen for a hockey game a few years ago. So, um, But o- overall, really good times. And it, it was fun to be there. It's just that, you know, when when organizations are run the right way, mm-hmm. from a basketball side and, or excuse me, from a on-the-field side, and then they really match it or go above and beyond on the business side, and they create a really fun, engaging at positive atmosphere in the stadium it's something to behold and the Sixers do that in spades hmm. uh, never been to see a, a basketball game in Philadelphia but a couple of uh, father's days ago we went to uh, see a Phillies game uh, and you know I live in Staten Island one of the five boroughs of New York City and it took me less than an hour and a half to get there by car sometimes when I drive to Yankee Stadium it takes me two hours plus yeah. Uh, com- comparison parking 40 bucks at Yankee Stadium 10 uh, outside of the uh, the Phillies uh, ballpark and, and like you said just the atmosphere just being there it's a nice little small bar ballpark uh, so Philadelphia <laughs> tip our caps to them uh, they know how to do things right I guess just uh, I mean were you able to get a cheesesteak though there uh, Mike that's the big thing I did as a matter Where'd of you, fact Pats Geno's which no I in the stadium in the <laughs> okay. stadium I, I had no time to run all over Philly and do that <laughs> So I, I have to consider it, it was quality. It's Philadelphia, so I have no problem having bad, a cheesesteak right? there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably not Pat's or Geno's or, or uh-huh. one of the other places. If anybody from Philly is listening, I'm sure they're yelling at us about <laughs> Pat's and Geno's because it's probably a better place, but uh, right. or it could be a better place. But those are the famous ones that we know about. So, right, right. Um, but overall, a good atmosphere. Um, and, and yeah, the, uh, to the, uh, many many of you listening know, but to those that don't. Philly has put all the arenas in this one corporate park, basically. Mm-hmm. They have Citizens Bank is right there. Lincoln Financial uh, Field, uh, the link, is right across the street. And then Wells Fargo Arena uh, is there as well. So, And then they're building an eSports arena in the same complex. They have Xfinity Live, which is like an entertainment center where a lot of people hang out before games, after games, and the like. So... It, no matter what game you're going to, you know you're going there. So um, good times. Yeah, we had yeah. we had a great time there, and uh, so I appreciate it. I, I just wanted to give a shout-out. We don't talk too much NBA on this show, but it really was a fun atmosphere. And the guys that – guy that runs the Sixers and the Devils now, it's all part of the same Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment uh, banner. He used to run the Knicks, named Scott O'Neill, and uh, he's doing a great job. He, he he was responsible for the renovation of Madison Square Garden, and now he's there in Philly, and, and they're building up. Uh, look, if Philly plays like that, the Sixers play like that, they're going to the finals, period. They're going to the finals. you think this could be a last hurrah for this? Uh, for this, this iteration team? of this team. Mm-hmm, I don't think mm-hmm. it's that – I don't think it's that the – arrows pointed down after this because mm-hmm. they have superstars. They have Tobias Harris and Joel, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I just don't think Jimmy Butler will necessarily be there long term and they have some decisions to make. You know, there, There's going to be big free agency decisions happening in the NBA. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Those are, I just ripped off four of the top 15 players in the entire league are making Mm -hmm. decisions as to where they want to play next year. And I would guess that none of them are going to be, if, if you had to give me an over under, if you gave me an over under of those four players, I mentioned Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. And the over under is a half as to how many guys will be, will stay on their current teams of those four. I'd still bet the under. I think they're all going. Wow. 
Yeah. Lots of movement, huh? Yes. So what is your, who, who's your favorite uh, basketball team, by the way? So it's an interesting question because I'm a lifelong Knicks fan, but I really right. do have a bunch of friends that work at the Sixers. So I can't root for both. <laughs> right. And I've been very close to just ditching the Knicks to go with the Sixers and root, root with my friends. But right now, those are the two teams. Um, I we'll used see. to follow the Knicks closely in the, uh, you know, the Ewing, John Stark, Oakley years. Yeah, that, that was a fun time to watch them. And of course, I was a front runner, right? But for the, for those few years. But no, what you think like, about? That, that was, was fun when you when yeah, it you was, at the yeah. top of the league and the Reggie know, the Miller uh, rivalry and uh, you know against yeah. the Bulls as well. So that was a lot yeah. of fun. But uh, yeah, you were going to say what did I think of, of uh, Dolan, uh, you know, being sued by his partner or by the board. For making too much of a salary while he's out, uh, you know, promoting his band and doing uh, a world tour. <laughs> my, James Dolan has reached a point in the sports world where nothing surprises me. Right. He did right. a piece so, with Ian O'Connor a few months ago mm-hmm. on ESPN, which was intended, I think, to make himself look better. And it didn't work because mm-hmm. he can't get out of his own way regarding that. Right. And, look, he does tremendous charity work, and that can't be dismissed, but it doesn't absolve him from being all those other things that people said. It just doesn't. And the only thing I can't figure out about Dolan, and the thing I sometimes try to defend him on, is the Rangers are in a down period right now because they've sold off the team. They're going through a rebuild. The Rangers haven't been a complete laughing stock for 20 years. They haven't been. Correct. Correct. It's the same owner. A few, few years ago, they were in the finals, right? I mean, same business people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been cheap with the Knicks. He spends a ton of money. I just think he's had the wrong basketball people in there. And we'll see, frankly, if this group can get it done. I like the coach. Uh, you know, I'll have to see what kind of decisions are made here. Obviously, everybody wants Zion Williamson to come here, but you can't guarantee they're going to win the lottery. And if the Knicks get second and they pick R.J. Barrett, I'd be okay with that too. I would be. Yeah, I know people. I know maybe it's J. J. John Morant from Jay Morant from um, John Morant, excuse me, from Murray State. Maybe it's him too, but. I think Barrett can be a hell of, like, just a really tremendous NBA player. And, you know, I I don't think anybody should be, if the Knicks miss out on Zion, which everybody's hoping for, I don't think you could be terribly upset if you end up with R.J. Barrett. So that's just my thoughts on on it. But people are going to feel like it's a loss if they don't get Zion Williamson in New York. Mm, yeah, he's a guy I even and I don't follow basketball, and he's a guy that you know even I <laughs> know as as one of the uh, the top players that everyone wants. But uh, yeah, yeah, he was I mean, so uh, clearly yeah, the best player yeah. in college basketball this year. Mm-hmm, the only mm-hmm. thing you could say about Zion is that he won't be able to physically dominate people like that uh, on the next level. Maybe he can. The kid still has like baby fat on him. He's nineteen. He's just mm-hmm. you know he isn't built like LeBron was coming out of school. They're about the same size. But LeBron was like, LeBron was a freak of nature in many ways, uh, not the least of which is that when he was 19, you would have guessed he was 25. He just had that look of somebody that had been working out for years and years. Once Zion gets into a training program, he'll be even a, a pro-style training program. He'll be even more impressive. But so that's the deal. So that's my Philly story. Uh, I always like to tell those stories of different uh, arenas and, and places I've gone to in, in the experience, but you may not be, you won't be able to get tickets for the rest of this playoffs, but uh, next year, if you're close enough and give yourself a shot at a game in Philly, it's a good time. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I, you know, like I said, I live in, in Staten Island. It's less than an hour and a half by car. So it must've taken yeah. you forever. Cause you're out on the Island. So I trained that's it. That's something to, to think about. Yeah. Oh, you I trained took the it. train. Okay. Yeah, but that is a huge key. You're on the other mm-hmm. side of the traffic that is brutal for me to get to Philly. <laughs> if I could right. start in Staten Island, I would go all the time. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll come back. We're going to talk some more baseball after this. Uh, it's Mike and Joe on FST. Happy Star Wars Day. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back FST Saturday edition. You watch the Kentucky Derby, Joe? I definitely watch it. Yes, uh, I, yeah. I, you know, it's exciting. You know, uh, the you know the, all the the build up and and whatnot is fun to watch, and all the celebrities there, and you know, makes me want to go uh, get a, a mint julep, right? That's right. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but most just, exciting two minutes in sports. I, I, yeah. people may find this crazy. I so I've never been to a Super Bowl. Uh, I've been to World Series uh, games, and I've been to, you know, a lot of cool stuff, uh, Final Fours and Frozen Fours and a bunch of other stuff. But the number one item on my sports bucket list, and I, I, I'm stunned that to this day I've never gone, is the Kentucky Derby. It's number one. It's been number one for a long time. One of my friends is there this weekend. And I'm annoyed with him that he didn't tell me he was going. Now, I don't know that I, I would have made it anyway, but I think next year I'm going to give it a real run. Uh, I think I would like to go to the Kentucky Derby next year. How do you do that? I mean, do you just, like, uh, go to Ticketmaster, try to buy tickets? I mean, how do you get to I go think to so. the— So here, here's really? what I've heard. Yeah, so I uh, think—I don't think it's—look, there's 200,000 people there or, or whatever. Right. So— uh-huh. um, but I know for a fact, for people that I know that have gone, you want to be there on Friday. The Derby is what it is, and it is the big event. But the Oaks, which is run yesterday, and it's a whole slew of races, obviously, is the time to be there. It's a little less crowded. Obviously, in Kentucky at this time of year, you can get beautiful weather. So sure. that's sort of really where you really want to get there for Friday because Saturday can be a huge hassle. Um, mm-hmm. But still, you go. I, I went to the Preakness one year for a bachelor party, and we were in the infield. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. It was mayhem. People get there at like 8 in the morning. They, they changed the rules the year after we left because we went there for a bachelor party. You basically get a blanket, stake off an area. You roll coolers on to the field and people just start drinking at like 8 a.m. and drink all day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it devolved into this story really took a turn we were talking about how i want to go to the kentucky (laughs) derby now i'm telling this story it devolved into people throwing beers like Uh full cans of beers just blindly into the crowd and people started getting hit i don't know because people were drinking for seven hours straight in the sun right it was, right. I, and they just started I, I've been drunk, mind. and I don't throw my <clears throat> full bottle of beer. Me neither. <laughs> Super dangerous. We I have all, something I, in common. <laughs> in fact, my friend Ryan, who's at the Kentucky Oaks right mm-hmm. now, I was talking to somebody, was not looking, and at the very last second, he saw a beer hurtling towards me that had been thrown wow. from like 50 yards away. And he stuck mm-hmm. his arm up. It would have hit me in the face. And uh, no joke, I would have been in the hospital. It Jeez. was ridiculous. And I didn't even see it. He's like, dude, I just saved your life. And I was like, I didn't mm-hmm. even know what you're talking about. He's like, somebody threw a beer, and it almost hit you in the face. I was literally turned and talking to somebody. So that's how crazy it can get. You can't even have your head on a swivel because beers are being thrown. And sure. after that, they stopped allowing people to bring their own alcohol on there because I, I think it had gotten to the point where it was just out of control. Anyway, yeah. that's my Preakness story. But the <laughs> Derby is my number one sports bucket item. What is yours? I have never been to a Super Bowl. I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to 
go to one just to get it off my bucket list. Although Same. watching, yeah, watching it at home with a group of friends or whatnot is a lot of fun as well. But just to say that, hey, I, you know, I've done it, yeah. you know, uh, would be something else. And yeah, uh, you know, love uh, to, I'm with yeah. you. The yeah, Derby yeah. is in front of the Super Bowl for me too. I'm not. The Super mm-hmm. Bowl is probably second. It is second. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to go to some other stuff that it's already checked off, right? So I went to the '99 yeah. Yankees clincher. So that was good. I got wow. to see clincher World, World, World Series game. Awesome. That's that's. And the other yeah. one, the other big one I went to was 2001, the Jeter walk off home run, the Mister November. Uh, game. Wow. That one. So that now that's was something. Yeah. That, that was something. that was an incredible game to be at. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Tino Martinez ties the game. The place was going bonkers. Like I, I have never heard a stadium that loud as mm-hmm. the couple the couple of times in that game. So anyway, we have the Derby today. <clears throat> Favorite obviously got scratched. Omaha Beach. We had another scratch late last night. Heichel, I think, uh, was the name of the horse. Uh, I, I'm if apologies if I'm mispronouncing it, but still got a bunch of horses out there today. Uh, I don't proclaim to be a sports expert, but who knows? Maybe I'll throw a little bit of cash down today. Uh, listen to my man Joe Rainieri and uh, Gabe Morenci, who they know the ponies, and Cam Stewart knows the ponies yep, a little bit yep, better. Yep. I'm sure Cam will talk about it in the weekend fantasy update coming yep, up at eleven George, o'clock. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we got that today, obviously. But again, we're back to baseball. So, Yankees are getting Miguel Andujar back, but today, but they may have somebody else on the IL for a long period of time. But it's to be determined. MRI today for James Paxton after he throws three innings, he gets pulled. It's a knee issue, so not elbow issue or shoulder issue, which is usually your first two concerns. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. a knee issue, and clearly it was painful enough for, that he had to leave the mound. Yeah, and he didn't look right uh, last night. Uh, past couple of starts, he had looked a lot better uh, after uh, Carlos Beltran, who still works for the Yankees, uh, gave him a little heads up that he was maybe tipping his, his pitches, and that helped him a lot. So, uh, And the Yankees really needed him uh, strong this season. I mean, when, when they trade, was it a trade? It was a trade they got him, right? And, um, you know, with Seve, Luis Severino out for so long, you know, they didn't expect him to have to be their ace. You know, Tanaka's still there, of course. But uh, it's a shame because, like, he had really started to come into his own and uh, you would hope it's nothing serious, but uh, uh, Frank Stamfel, you could hear him on uh, BFFs every day. He said, you know, it's it's the Yankee way, you know, uh, and the hard's going to come back, and now we have to sacrifice somebody in order to get him back. Yeah. So sorry, Paxton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did come over in a trade in right before Thanksgiving. Justice Sheffield was the big Sheffield, Yankee right. prospect that went the that went the other way. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else, I, but that, that was the big prospect. I, I think there was mm-hmm. maybe a couple of other guys that were involved in it, but nonetheless, that's a big loss for them. The, if the Yankees are going to do anything this year in terms of challenging for a title, he's got to be there. He just, he's mm-hmm. going to have to be Severino. Yeah. Particularly because I have no expecta- expectations for Severino to give us anything this year. Yeah, what about uh, the job that Domingo Herman has done so far this season? You know, uh, so you got to give him uh, some props as well. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, uh, another guy that uh, now is starting to. be in the news again is uh, Dallas Keuchel. So the Yankees uh, this week kind of intimated that maybe come June when uh, they won't have to give up a draft pick for signing him, maybe they would think about uh, uh, you know pursuing him. So it looks like you'd imagine unbelievably it, you'd imagine everybody is waiting on that deadline. I think, sure, sure, Keuchel, sure. Right. But yeah, so. but at that point, uh, I guess it's uh, whoever wants to make the biggest investment because he's looking for a prorated salary uh, consistent with what the Astros had offered him, uh, which is uh, 17.9 million. So, you know, it depends on you know if the Yankees are like teeter tottering and they think that uh, Keiko might be the the uh, the f- the finishing piece uh, to their puzzle. You know, they could be uh, aggressive in. Uh, I don't even in, know if the Yankees know. can think of finishing pieces at this point. I think they just need bodies. <laughs> if if Paxton right. goes down, I don't really mm-hmm. care about the money. I've said this before. The Yankees spend a far less percentage of their money now than they did 15 years ago, as a comparison to revenues. So, I don't care about the money much. I think at this point, 
they're just going to need bodies with Severino and Paxton on the shelf, let alone the other guys that are coming mm-hmm. back. By the way, it's Andujar today or tomorrow, and then Frazier on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yep. So we do have some guys coming back. It's good to see that the Frazier thing wasn't that serious, and he, he didn't have to be out longer. But, mm-hmm. you know, 10-day IL, hopefully enough to get him back. As far as his game last night, <sighs> Gary Sanchez with two homers. That's huge. Sanchez already has 10 homers, and that's with him having gone on the IL already. So three hits last night, three for four, but two solo homers. Yeah, uh, three for four, uh, batting 265. So he's, uh, you know, I, I always knew he was a, a very good power hitter. Uh, I was worried about the average. I mean, uh, like you said, he's missed time. Uh, you know, forget about what he does as a defensive catcher and, and calling games and whatnot uh, as a hitter. Uh, probably, you know, one of the top, uh, everybody talks Rio Muto, uh, you know, when it comes to power, Sanchez is the, uh, the top power catcher in baseball and glad to see that he, we need him. <laughs> so, and, and he yeah. doesn't just hit them. He hits them. <laughs> I don't know if it was Tuckman. Yes. They, I don't know if you saw the game last night, Tuckman was yes. just holding his hand in his head, just in amazement yeah. at, at the, the shot that he, uh, Sanchez hits. So. 429 foot Homer. Uh, last mm-hmm. night is what Talkman was looking at. Uh, so yeah. C- Cameron Mabin, who the Yankees made a deal for, I guess it was earlier this week. It's since we last spoke, right? Uh, yeah, he yeah. Goes one for two with two, one for two with two runs scored last night. And Mabin was an example of the Yankees just needing bodies, right? If you send 13 yes, guys to absolutely. the IL, you're just going to have to start mm-hmm. making deals like that, whether it's Keuchel uh, a few weeks from now or Mabin just to have more bodies out there. There's only so many minor leaguers that can come up and give you any kind of contribution. So having a major leaguer in there to provide some useful starts is important. Yeah, and and he's a big thing is that he's happy to be there. Has has you know has experience uh, as a major leaguer, obviously. Uh, playing for the Yankees, where he thinks that he has a chance to play for a winner. I don't know if he's going to be there by the end of the season, uh, but like you either. said, right now, uh, you know, it's just we need we need people to put <laughs> in the lineup every day. Yeah. So, um, couple. Of, I'll, I'll give you since we're talking about the Yankees, we might as well give some additional uh, updates. So, Andujar returning. Uh, I'm trying to bring up this one story. I yeah, think today. I th- yeah. we got to check the lineup once it comes out, but I think he should be in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we may have that. What time is that game today? Is that an afternoon I believe game? it's one. Yeah, so let me – I mean, I'll, if I'll they even up. get that game in. It's pouring rain all last night in New York. It's expected mm-hmm. to rain throughout the weekend, but maybe we get a respite for that game this afternoon. Yeah. So No lineup released as of yet, so we'll keep uh, – So this is according to the New York Times, uh, Bob Clappish. So with the Yankees' lineup full of emergency calls out and bench players, Andujar's return could be just the beginning of the end of the team's injury nightmare. Aaron, ha- Aaron Hicks, battling that back since spring training, will begin playing minor league games in Tampa next week. So you have to figure mm-hmm. that's still a couple of more weeks for him. Clint Frazier's sprained ankle has sufficiently healed for the Yankees to project activating him on Monday. I I imagine that ankle is just going to bother Frazier for the rest of the year. It's just one of those deals, you know. I'm I'm hoping not. Uh, I'm hoping that because the Yankees are kind of conservative when it comes to putting people on the uh, on the on the IL. And by conservative, I mean that they they're more cautious, it seems, than other teams. So uh, we'll see. Keep our fingers crossed because he was really, uh, you know, it was a. Worst time for him to have to take a break because he was just swinging the bat, a hot bat. I agreed. I agree. And honestly, maybe it's because he's got red hair and I do too. But <laughs> Frazier's been the one guy that I really did not want them to trade. And I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't. Uh, but it is frustrating because he's been dealt mm-hmm. with concussions and he's had other injury issues too. Now, the ankle, uh, like you said, hopefully it is sufficiently healed or completely healed because – Hustle and speed are a big part mm-hmm. of his game. And sure. if a hampered Clint Frazier isn't nearly the threat that he can mm-hmm. be when he's completely healthy. He's a young player. He's got speed and quickness. And obviously he can field and he's got a bunch of different tools in his arsenal. So having him hampered is a guy that just wouldn't be a scary Absolutely. And, uh, you know, his enthusiasm and uh, aggressiveness rubs off on the rest of the players as well. I mean, this guy was, you know, uh, 
one of, if not the top uh, prospect, uh, you know, on the in the Indian system. So uh, everyone yeah. was excited when he came over to the Yankees. Uh, and, uh, you know, a guy that, you know, at his best can hit for power, give you a couple of steals as well. Uh, real good fantasy option. Went for a, a lot of money in, in uh, waiver wire bids a, a few weeks ago. So he's definitely someone that, could put a charge, uh, could continue to put a charge in this uh, Yankee lineup. But, you know, when you look at what everybody else has been doing, Urshela, the, the, you know, the, the playing small ball, it's kind of fun watching this team. I know that, you know, Yankee haters were saying, hey, you know, uh, they're, they're beating all teams that have uh, subpar 500 records. So it was nice to see the Yankees beat the Twins who came into last night's game as the uh, – having the best record in the AL. So they needed that one just to quiet the Yankee haters. Yeah, it's the Yankee Swiss Army Knife DJ LeMahieu could be added to the lineup on Saturday as well. So nice. Severino and Judge are nowhere near being uh, ready. And Giancarlo, oh, Stan- John- Giancarlo Stanton has still not swung a bat competitively since the end of March. So uh, these injury issues do continue to happen, but I think slowly but surely we'll have guys coming back uh but the severino judge now paxton and obviously the ongoing situation with gregorius are the things that people will really be looking for to see how much firepower the yankees get back long term yeah for what i hear dd is on track uh to return sometime in june that was uh the expectation if there were no That's pretty good uh setbacks so it looks like he's on target for june so that that'd be good uh i always would, expected uh, all-star break so if it's june yeah that, that beats that beats us uh, to the all-star break so mm-hmm. i'm okay with that <clears throat> I, yeah i sign off for that right now um mm-hmm. and to your point about some of the guys like ursula playing really well it's great that they can do it in short spurts. But as we often see with these role players, when you have them out there every day for several months, the flaws start to show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They can do it but, in short yeah, we'll, spurts, but they can't do it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll take it as it comes. I mean, Urschel is, was uh, known as a guy, uh, mostly a glove, no bat, but uh, hitting the ball hard and uh, he's batting, what, uh, 338? What about the job that we haven't even spoken about? Voight. Luke Voigt. How can we not speak about Luke on uh, Star Wars Day? Luke, Luke. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> One for three with an RBI and a walk last night. Voigt's OPS at 938. Yeah. Who misses Greg Bird? Not me. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to turn it over in hour number two. We'll talk some football. Take a look at the teams and their outlooks for 2019. Maybe talk about some odds right now. We'll be right back. It's Mike Joe on FST. FST. 